Hello, Shiftem podcast, uh, episode number 11. Uh, it's just me today and uh, I'll try to make it educational, just like I promised. Uh, we will talk about um, stakeholders, stakeholder management. That's quite a subject which uh, most managers miss for, for different reasons. And uh, this is what I believe is the the root cause of many problems in management is the our um, inability or not readiness to uh, understand who stakeholders are and to manage them in the right way. So the stakeholder is, as you probably know, but I'll say it again, is somebody who um, some person, some organization, some group of people uh, who can impact the project or be impacted by the project. So in general, I think that a project is, uh, is a conflict between stakeholders, a conflict of their interests. If there would be no stakeholders, there would be no project. So the project happens when we have at least two or more uh, people who need something and they can't get it without the help of others. So there is a, and, and these interests cannot be satisfied without uh, some interaction, without some clash be, with other interests. So let's say, uh, I'll give you an example now, but uh, a project is, like I said, a project is a conflict between stakeholders and a, a project starts when we have this conflict and it ends when we somehow resolve the conflict. So we start from point A and we move to point B. In point A, there's a conflict, a group of stakeholders, they have their own interests, own interests, and uh, they are ready to, to move forward. They are ready to, to go somewhere and to resolve that, you know, that conflict and satisfy their interests uh, with the help of others. And then we move to point B when the situation is different and there are no more interests like that. Uh, they disappear, some of them get satisfied, some of them get ignored, some of them they just forget. And then we have a, a new situation in, in the new reality. So this path from point A to point B is the project. Uh, let's say I come to the restaurant and I and I order uh, spaghetti and then the chef cooks it for me and then I eat that and I pay and I, and I go home. So this is the project. Uh, I'm a stakeholder. I want to eat. I'm hungry. This is my interest. I want to, to, to become not hungry. This is my need. And there's a chef who wants something else. I don't know what exactly he needs or she needs. Uh, but for like $10, the chef agreed to, to get satisfied and to give me the spaghetti. So the interest of that person was to get $10. My interest is to become not hungry. We resolve that from point A. We move to point B when I'm not hungry anymore and the chef has $10 and ready to spend them on something else. But this is, not, this is not the only two stakeholders in this project. There were, there were way more of them there. It looks like there are just two of them, but there, in reality, there is way more. 
And uh, the stakeholders which are visible, the participants of the project or stakeholders, uh, which are visible are called primary stakeholders. And uh, those who are not that visible, who we don't see, like obviously, but they exist, they're called secondary. Let's take an example with the restaurant. Let's say we also had uh, a manager of the restaurant. That person was not involved in the transaction. I've never seen that, that guy. But uh, definitely that person was interested to, I don't know, to, for me to be happy with the spaghetti because that would affect his salary, for example. Also, there was the other customers involved. So they were sitting next to us on their different tables and uh, they were also affected by this project because uh, the chef was cooking for me and, and I was not cooking for them. So meaning that they were waiting for their dishes while the, the, the kitchen was working on my, on my stuff. So these customers were affected somehow, even though they don't look like primary stakeholders, but they, they are stakeholders. Uh, there's also the city was involved, the place where the restaurant is located. So the city gets some taxes from this. So if I eat the spaghetti and I'm happy and I, I pay this $10, then a few dollars from this $10 goes to the city as taxes. So again, this is the stakeholder. So because the restaurant is a taxpayer, then the tax collector or the city or the country, they are also stakeholders of the project. They are also affected. They, 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 they were impacted by the project. There's, um, let's say, my, my doctor who would be concerned if I get some bad food there and then my stomach will be in trouble and then my doctor would be affected with this transaction, after that transaction. So we want to keep that person, you know, not affected, not as much affected. So there's a list of stakeholders that's huge. It's, it usually, it may, it definitely should and may include dozens of, of organizations and people and groups of people. Some of them are primary, of course, and the rest are just secondary, which can be ignored. We'll discuss it later. But, they, but we need to understand that they exist. Most project managers just don't even, first of all, don't even know what stakeholder is. But when if they, even if they know, they just uh, don't realize that the list of stakeholders is, is way bigger than just a, a list of obvious participants of a, of a very obvious and, and visible transaction. Um, the next point is that stakeholders have needs and expectations. I don't really know like this, this, the, the, uh, why there's two things are just listed in the PM box, but the PM box says that they have needs and expectations. Sometimes they have, uh, they just say needs, sometimes they say expectations. So it's, it looks to me like kind of a, a, a mess, a little bit of mess of, of words. But we obviously know that any stakeholder needs something from the project and expect to get it. But I don't, I don't see the big difference. But there's something which comes out of the project if I'm a stakeholder. So something I take, uh, I take out, something which I earn when the project finishes or I lose. So I may lose it, some, I may lose something or I can gain something. If I'm a negative stakeholder, then I'm losing something. So the project negatively affects me. Let's say I'm the customer in the restaurant. So if I'm sitting as a customer, I just ordered something and then, and then another person orders that, then I'm a negative stakeholder because I don't want the kitchen to work for that person. I want the kitchen to work for me. So my delay is increasing because of other customers. So ideally I would be the, 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 um, the only customer in the restaurant. So for all other customers, I am the negative stakeholder. 
And uh, in, in the software world, in the business world, there are many situations where we have negative stakeholders. When the project is, when the project is finished, uh, it's gonna uh, somehow negatively affect uh, business positions or just life situation of, uh, of different people. Let's say we are introducing a new system which will uh, automate uh, the, the payroll mechanism, I don't know, payroll calculating mechanism. Uh, it sounds like a good idea, but when it's installed and it works and, and it's adapted and um, everything is fine, then people who are doing this manually right now may have to lose their jobs. Maybe not, but, but it's, a, it's a high probability of that. Any automation, any improvement in the process you make in the company, in the business, anywhere, obviously negatively affects some people. And these people are called negative stakeholders. Sometimes it even affects some groups of people or even organizations. Let's say we are uh, restructuring our business in order to optimize taxes. So we want to pay less taxes in order to, you know, in order to increase our profit in certain ways. So we are, you're, so the, the country is a negative stakeholder in this case because the country doesn't want us to optimize taxes. The country wants us to pay more taxes. So it's a huge a very important negative stakeholder, which we need to identify, we need to remember about that. So we cannot just work in isolation and think that, that every, everybody, everybody is happy about the project we're doing. It's not, it's not the case, it's not true. So people in our organizations around us may become negative stakeholders. The PMBOK, which you definitely know what it is, it's a project management book, uh, body of knowledge, um, says that the satisfaction of stakeholders is the key objective of a project. Which sounds like, it may sound like weird, like strange in the beginning. If you, if you read my article uh, on the blog, which is called um, uh, your happy boss is not, the, the, your, is not your primary objective. So making your boss happy is not the primary objective. Uh, where I explained that working for a boss, working for a manager, for the person who pays you, the, who gives you the salary, is not really how a professional software developer should behave. So you should work for the project, not for the boss. And now the PM box says that the satisfaction of stakeholders is the key to project, is the key uh, project objective. I think it's correct because it says satisfaction of stakeholders. It doesn't say satisfaction of the boss. It says satisfaction of stakeholders. And the, the entire combination of stakeholders is the project. So we don't need to satisfy one person. We don't need to satisfy the boss. We don't need to satisfy uh, the person who gives us tasks and, and expects us to deliver results. We need to satisfy the entire group of stakeholders, which if you put them all together around the table, that will be the project. They are the project. The project exists because the group of people, the group of stakeholders exists. So satisfying them all together is ab absolutely obviously is the key primary, is the key objective uh, of the project. Uh, positive stakeholders we satisfy by delivering the project, uh, delivering the, the outcome, the deliverables of the project, and uh, negative stakeholders we usually try to neutralize somehow. Somehow we need to give them something which will uh, decrease the amount of damage the project is causing to them. So let's say we are 
optimizing the you know the way we do business and we in order to pay less taxes so we obviously uh, negatively affect the city the country uh, which is expecting us to pay taxes so how can we neutralize that effect we can give them something we can I don't know invest some some profit which will gain some extra profit into some public activity into some make some donations make something which will be not as big as taxes but it will be something in order to neutralize the stakeholder of course we of course we cannot uh, completely uh, we cannot completely um, remove the damage because any project which moves forward which achieves something of course, uh, damages negative stakeholders and makes their life uh, you know, worse instead of better. So some compensation has to exist. Uh, we'll discuss it later, a little bit later, what kind of compensation and how, what actually we can do in order to you know, do this uh, neutralization or what do you call it. Uh, PMBOK, uh, it's a book which has versions. And uh, when I was um, getting my certification, the PMP, I was studying with the PMBOK version number four. And now we have uh, version number six, if I'm not wrong. And uh, from version number four to version five, they introduced the new process area, which is called um, project stakeholder management, stakeholders management. So they had like cost management, time management, uh, st um, people staffing management. Uh, they had uh, integration management and, and nine, nine process areas in general. But then they introduced one more, which is called uh, stakeholders management. So that, that, that show us, that demonstrates how important these, these um, stakeholders manipulations, import, how important it is for for the project and they define they defined four processes four things basically four group of things uh, which we need to do in order to to do it right so they're quite quite simple quite trivial first of all you need to identify stakeholders then you need to plan how you're going to manage them then you need to manage them and then you need to control whether it works so again just four steps it's not so not a rocket science first of all you know who you're dealing with it's called identify stakeholders then the second step you you understand and you brainstorm and you think and you plan what to do with this situation uh, let's say we're developing a, a software which will um, you know which will help you know people order taxis better like we're building something like uber and that's a new product it's a new startup we're going to put it on the market so first of all we need to identify who stakeholders are the first step and it's going to be definitely taxi drivers it's going to be passengers and it's going to be uh, us software developers and and let's say that's it so there are three primary groups of stakeholders but we have also other stakeholders like uh, other taxi companies or again we have the city or we have some, uh, you know, trade unions for these uh, taxi drivers, or we have, uh, you know, passengers who are uh, unhappy passengers who may get angry for certain reason. So there are many other, you know, groups of stakeholders which are negative stakeholders. So the first step we do is we identify them. We just sit down and take a piece of paper and write all of them down to understand who they are. The second step is that we plan to manage them. We just decide, okay, what are we going to do with the, the, with the other taxi companies? So what can we do? How can we neutralize them? Because they're not going to be happy, you know, seeing us on the market. They will be 
unsatisfied. They will lose the business. They will lose the money. They will lose their profit. They, the taxi drivers will move from them to us. They will stop working for taxi companies and they will start working for, uh, for our, uh, you know, for the Uber thing. So we need to do something. So we need to plan. Uh, step number three, we, when we have the plan, we need to execute the plan. So every day or every week or every month, we need to get back to our plan and do what the plan says. If, for example, we, I don't know, it depends on the, on the, on the, on the business, but let's say we agreed that uh, with these taxi companies, we may, uh, for example, we can buy them. So we're going to grow, we're going to get investments, so we'll have money, we'll just come to the taxi companies and say, okay, we're going to give you a million dollars, just get out of the market. Maybe, maybe that's a solution. So you need to time to time get back to the plan and see what's, what's in the plan and do it. So execute the plan. And then point number four, you need to control how your execution works. So you need to get back to the list of stakeholders to, the, to do your plan and see you know, whether it actually works, whether it helps. And now let's go step by step for all these four uh, activities, all these four processes and, and analyze what we can do actually. I can give some hints, you know, this, I can't really uh, give you a lot of uh, wisdom here because uh, I think it's quite obvious on one side and on the other side it's very uh, subjective and uh, depends on, 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 on each particular situation. So the generic recommendations are not going to help. You just need to understand in general that uh, the, the process of uh, working with stakeholders and uh, dealing with their needs and their interests is a very important activity any project manager has to do. If you know that, everything else is, will be just routine, you will just do it. So first of all, what people don't do, they don't identify. They don't know who they're dealing with. They're just, they just assume that, that us, taxi drivers and passengers, that's all we deal with. That's all there. That, that this is the entire list of stakeholders. They ignore negative stakeholders. They pretend that they don't exist. They just say we're going to deal with them maybe if they show up. And this is very, very typical cause of uh, problems in the project. When you ignore negative stakeholders and uh, just don't identify all the positive stakeholders and they become negative with time. So people in general, the stakeholders, they, uh, uh, they like to be informed. They like to, to know how the project you know, moves forward and they like to be known. So they like to, uh, to see that their interests, that their needs and their expectations are actually, uh, uh, are actually visible and um, understood by somebody so that that's this is like one of the, the biggest uh, one of the biggest recommendation for dealing with stakeholders is just keep them informed ask them know who they are inform them about what's going on and ask their opinions you don't need to do what they say, you don't need to really care about their interests, you don't need to uh, really uh, 
do things they recommend you, but at least you have to listen to them and at least you have to tell them what's going on. Of course, it would be way better if you actually listen, if you actually do what they say, I mean, if you not do what they say, but if you do something with their concerns and you actually try to neutralize negative ones and uh, develop uh, positive ones, because the positive stakeholder is somebody who can help you. The positive stakeholder is somebody who can, who is interest, interested in the successful completion of the project and that person or that group of, of people, they will help you. They are your uh, primary uh, source of support. So they, they want the project to complete successfully, like taxi drivers. They want your application to be on the market because if you can connect your passenger, uh, passengers with drivers, then they will be happy. They will make money. They will, they will be... Uh, you know, their life will be better. And if you can pay them even more, if you can increase prices, then it will be even better for them. If you decrease your commission, then it's going to be good for passengers, it's going to be good for drivers. So these people, they support you. They are ready to support you. They are positive stakeholders. If you talk to them, if you inform them what's going on, if you tell them about your problems and share it with them and ask them what they think back, you collect their opinions, it's only great. But to do that, first of all, you need to identify them. So identify positive ones and identify negative ones. Again, positive ones can be converted to negative. If you don't inform them, if you keep them in the dark, if they don't know what you're doing, if you're just telling them that wait for half a year and then you will be happy, they may become negative ones. People are, you know, if when you don't love them, they don't love you back. So they feel the absence of love if there's no contact with them, no information flow coming in. Uh, they don't know the progress. They don't know the status. They start to think that you abandoned them, that you are ignoring them on purpose, that you are, uh, you know, isolating them from the, from the project. And they may become negative. And it happened to me many times. Many projects, which I remember we failed first, like here and there in my career, in most cases, these failures were caused by uh, improper information flows. So basically, people who were interested in the beginning, they, be they, they were becoming uh, our enemies because we were not informing them in the right way. We were just telling them some stories, we were lying to them, not realizing that uh, the truth properly delivered is way better than, than, a, than a lie which looks pleasant and looks, you know, looks nice. So it's way better to correctly establish the information flow and inform them about your problems, inform them about your issues, and they will help you because they're interested in, 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 the, in your success. They are positive stakeholders. They are here with you. They, are, they want you to finish. They want you to, to complete it. But when they see that the information is not coming, they become negative. It happened to me many times. And we are losing their support. And when you don't have the support of stakeholders, you have very small chances of success. Because if your positive stakeholders are converted to negative ones, then you have a huge problem in the project because there are more people who want that project to die. So they don't want it to succeed, to succeed anymore. They want to see it dead. They want to see it stopped, terminated, canceled. And the more people like that you have, the lower are the chances of you to, you know, to, to, to make it happen. So it happened to me many times. And that's what I learned. So you better inform. What I learned is that, first of all, you need to know who they are. Just make a list of them. So identify them. Know their names. Know who they are. And then keep informing them, keep, keep managing them, 
That's what PM Bok is suggesting. So keep managing, keep them, uh, keep that, keep that uh, communication open, uh, keep your uh, interaction active, and it will only help you. Um, that's identification. Uh, when you identify, and, and one more thing I wanted to say about identification is that uh, the more the more stakeholders you see around you, the more you can uh, the more you can not invent because they are there. You're not actually inventing them, but the more you can uh, find in the world around you the more professional you are as a project manager. That's what I feel when I talk to project managers. So when the, the person is uh, so focused on the one specific particular uh, environment and uh, people who are involved there and uh, doesn't see what's going on around, doesn't see the bigger picture, it only means to me that it's not really a professional project manager, but just a junior. So if you can identify more, if you can see a bigger picture, and bigger picture means who's going to be affected. Like I just gave you an example in a restaurant. The city will be affected. Other customers will be affected. Uh, my doctor will be affected. I don't know, the, the, the partner of the chef will be affected because these $10 will, will, be, will come home and they will be able to buy something on these $10 and then $10 and then 10, it's gonna be some salary coming back home. So the partner and the kids of that chef will be affected. So it's, it's a bigger, way bigger picture than, than, it, than, it, uh, than it shows up on the surface. So it's way more complex. And by seeing that bigger picture, by being able to, uh, to realize who's involved, you're just uh, showing that you're a more professional project manager. Everybody will understand that. Everybody will see that that guy is actually thinking bigger, thinking you know, uh, forward. So that's what, maybe you will ignore that information later. Maybe you will just identify them and then on, this, on the next step, when you're gonna plan what to do with them, you will just ignore the majority of them and say like, okay, in case of a restaurant, yeah, we know that we're gonna pay taxes, but this kind of a stakeholder, we can ignore for one particular project. Or in case of an Uber driver, for example, we can ignore uh, what the country will think about us because let's say we're building a small application for one city so in that case, the country will not care about us because the amount of taxes we pay, it's so small. So we can just scratch it, scratch the, the stakeholder out of the list and not think about uh, tax, collector, tax collectors. Maybe. In most cases, it will be. It will be like that. In most cases, you will just ignore uh, many stakeholders because their, their effect, their, their interests, their expectations and needs are so minor and so not important then we can ignore them. But identifying them is, is very important. Next step, let's go next, to plan what to do with them. In PMBOK, they give a list of things, like the, the list of quite simple, but you can go from, uh, from the ignore to actively, uh, they call it uh, increase the engagement level. So you can either completely ignore the stakeholder and pretend that they don't exist or you can go to very active engagement and communicating with a stakeholder every day multiple times a day informing informing asking for the opinion all that things where are you going to stay on the on that scale depends on your and depends on your situation but make that decision so don't let it just happen by itself don't let it happen because the, the stakeholder is calling you that's why you're picking up the phone 
that's a really reactive way to do things and you need to be proactive so this communication has to happen because you want it that way because you planned it that way not because it just happens not because the stakeholder is you know so annoyed by what's going on that he decides to pick up the phone call you in the middle of saturday night and and, and ask you for a full report of the project state of affairs that's too late that means that you're completely failing to manage stakeholders you need to be proactive so you need to do you need to know that that particular person is has to be informed two times a week and these are the days when these are the times when i'm going to call that person and explain what's going on and this is the amount of information that's the data i'm going to deliver and that should be enough because because that's my assumption so i know that guy i know what's enough for him and that's the amount of data i'm going to deliver and do it but you need to have a plan so it shouldn't like i said it shouldn't happen because because they want it because the stakeholder wants it. it should happen because you want it you know the difference between proactive and reactive right so being reactive means that you react to things the phone rings you pick up the phone and the question is hey what's up what's going on in the project this is reactive and you have to like scratch your uh, neck and say yeah let me yeah let me tell you what's going on and then you start to improvise you lie you 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 make up things you you don't have information all that stuff and that's how you ruin your relationship with stakeholders that's how you turn them from positive to negative so you need to plan decide where you're going to stay on this scale from completely ignoring the stakeholder is absolutely minor and you are sure that lack of that no information and no communication will not make things worse than they already are in most cases negative stakeholders can be neutralized or you know fixed a little bit by a good amount of communication i said it already so you have really negative people or groups of people around your project then try to communicate with them regularly and you will see that somehow you will find some compromises with them some solutions some uh you know you will you will find what you can sacrifice in order for them to stop fighting with you so you will you will throw them some bone you will give them something and they will somehow leave you alone and you will be able to move forward with the project but you need to talk to them so communication is the is really a key in in stakeholders management communication 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 uh, with positive stakeholders the same I said it already that you can easily lose them you can easily lose their support if you don't communicate with them again make it proactive plan and make it proactive step number three okay you have a plan now you need to execute the plan there's not so much to say here just execute it what do you mean executing again the PMBOK is suggesting meetings reports phone calls that kind of things it's all about information it's all about uh, information but i have to add that 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 in this case and at this step at this step it will be not only the information but also some activities some actions which you will uh, realize you need to do while talking to them so you will talk you will see that they have some needs and your project is actually hurting them or not helping them enough if they're positive so you will see that maybe you need to change your project plans a little bit like your not not stakeholders management plans but real plans like what kind of java code you're going to write what kind of functionality you're going to have in your product what kind of documentation you're going to produce what kind of i don't know unit testing you will do so 
you will make different decisions and then at this step number three which is called manage stakeholders you will actually execute some of that things well actually you're not going to do it in this process in, the, in this process area you will do it in your in your coding area where people are coding writing code and or testing or deploying or uh, designing things but they will do it because you because you realized while talking to stakeholders that it's it's important to do that so that 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 amount of work could be quite large you know i i've, I've been in a project a few years ago and uh, we had a stakeholder who was uh who was positive and who was a sponsor as well one of the sponsors so he was paying uh, you know he was investing into the project and uh, because of that money we were able to have programmers and he was interested to know uh, a lot of things about like numbers and statistics of what's going on like how uh, how we are progressing how many clients we have how many transactions what kind of transactions like different sorts of reports which nobody needed like we didn't we didn't need it our customers didn't need that information nobody except that person who was giving us money so it, it looked like there's no business reason to design that complex uh, analytics complex reports to demonstrate them that guy to demonstrate him uh, what kind of transactions we are you know executing per day or per weekend and what's the dynamic what's the progression of this of this like many many different reports we were asking ourselves like do we really need to do that because it takes our time it, it consumes our resources we're basically doing something just to please one person just to make one person happy not our customers not the users of the system not us programmers not the project in general but just one stakeholder and we found out that it's that that's a that's not a bad idea to do that because well because he was paying but not because he was paying money obviously that was that was the reason but that's just on the surface but if you look deep inside you will see that uh, that by not delivering that information by ignoring his needs and his expectations we are putting the entire project at risk so we are because we're going to lose the, the the positive stakeholder and he was one of the primary stakeholders so by losing a primary positive stakeholder and turning that that guy into a negative stakeholder uh, we 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 may lose everything we had we we could lose everything we had um, and it was not just you know smart idea to do so we were not doing it because um, because he was you know uh, like forcing us really to do that but we actually analyzed his needs we we talked to him we we tried to find out why that reports are important reports were important and we did that so we did that in order to keep him positive to keep him in the list of positive stakeholders and we know that positive stakeholders uh, are the key help for the project it's like a resource it's like the the, the, the things you're you're standing on you're like without positive stakeholders nothing will work you will just waste your time and the chances of success are very low so that's what we did so we were we were building reports like completely useless from the business standpoint but reports for one particular person who was interested to know how how we are doing deep insights on the level of analytics 
I guess you should do the same. I guess you should talk to your to, to your stakeholders. First, you need to know who they are. Then you talk to them and analyze what they want, what their needs are, what their interests are, what their in expectations are, and then you do that. And then on the step three, you actually you actually do what they ask you. Not what they ask you, but you do what you know you need to do after the conversations with them. And you need to do it regularly. So it's not like you planned it once, you know it for like for, for the future, that's, this is the amount of, 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 uh, of work you're gonna do, and then you just do it till the end of the project. It's a really um, volatile and really frequently changing, frequently uh, changing uh, situation. So one day a stakeholder positive is positive and wants that amount of things. And then in a month or in a, in a few days, uh, the situation changes and now the needs of that person are different and the expectations are different. He just found out something which he didn't know before and then boom, he flips from a positive to negative in just one day. So you need to keep it on track. You need to, 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 um, to see that situation, to know that you need to, con to be connected to your, to your primary uh, negative and uh, positive stakeholders. Positive stakeholders are your friends and negative stakeholders are your enemies. And you know that, that quite popular phrase that uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So that's exactly, it's, it's very, very uh, applicable to this, to this discussion. So you need to keep your negative stakeholders even closer than you keep your positive ones. Because negative ones are very dangerous. They may cause troubles for you and you can turn them into positive. That's, that, that also will be helpful. Point number four, the last one, is that you have to control what's going on. So that's, that's probably, I covered that already, but a few words again. So look at what's going on, uh, analyze how positive, negative they are, who they are, maybe the situation changes, maybe there are new stakeholders show, show up and you need to identify them again. So, and, and see how your actions, how your, uh, how your plans, which you built on managing these stakeholders, how they're actually helping the situation. So do you really see the improvement? Are these negative guys are less negative now? Are these positive guys are more positive now? Are they ready to provide more support? Or maybe, or maybe not, maybe the situation goes south and, and things like go wrong and, and you're just, you know, the project is in bigger and bigger trouble. So you need to realize it before the complete fiasco will happen. So this control step will help you. And then you cycle it again. So you do identification, planning, managing, and control, controlling regularly. You, you can do it like every week, you can do it every month, depends on the project, but you have to do it regularly. This is the activity which a professional project manager must, you know, must, must absolutely must uh, implement um, and do uh, really attentively and responsibly. Because who else would, would do that? Programmers, they're, they're busy doing you know, coding. Testers, no. Uh, product owners, no. It's only the, the responsibility of project manager. The, the person who is on top of things management-wise, that person has to, you know, has to look forward and see the problems around. And these problems are coming from people mostly in most cases so these people are stakeholders identify them manage them know them and your project will be will have way more chances for success for, for success 
That's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, it was just 40 minutes. I hope it was educational enough for you. Uh, let me remind the next podcast will be with the guest and then again educational. So that's the mix I'm planning to do. One, one, one episode is with just me and the next one with somebody who I invite. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.